0: Welcome to the Advanced Grass Solutions Turf Hub podcast. AGS is a leading provider of agronomy services, exclusive
1: products, and unrivaled customer support. Underpinned by a well-qualified and experienced team of former sports turf managers. AGS.
0: Supply. Consult. Support. So, welcome everybody to the next episode of the Turf Hub from AGS, I'm joined today with Ben Corby, who's the project manager from the Desert Group. So we've got a we had a really nice story of, of how we actually met, um, which I'll tell really quickly. I got given a number by Dean Gillespie. I messaged you out of the blue when I was kind of travelling in Dubai and asked you if I could have a look at a couple of places. And I, I just for you were so so nice and, and gracious and everything else, and come pick me up from from the hotel and showed me around a few facilities, and I really appreciate that, mate and I'll tell you thank you again cuz I thought it was fantastic and I was really impressed with the facilities as well. Do you want to just give us a little brief overview of what you do out in uh, Dubai and who you work for and the type of projects that you're involved with?
1: No, my pleasure. My pleasure. I say if anyone would like to uh to come over and and see if they've if they've got any holiday planned then I say just just get in touch for sure. Yeah, going for where I work, I'm in I work for a company called Desert Group. We're a landscape company here in Dubai. I work for the, the sports turf maintenance division. So we're looking after football, rugby, say so multi sports, whether that's stadia or or in schools. We've got around six hundred thousand square metres of turf to look after uh, across twenty five sites with around just over fifty. staff in the
0: team that's great and how long have you been over there for now
1: so i came in july of 2006 so we're coming up to nearly 15 years now
0: wow and you've got your family over there everything's kind of settled
1: yeah so i came here as a single what would i have been 24 year old the suitcase and sort of not really much idea of what I was you know, what I was getting myself into, but I thought, you know, it's only a seven hour flight away. The worst thing that could happen is I just I turn back around and <laughs> I've got more than a suitcase now. I've got a wife, two kids. So yeah, and I'm and obviously I'm still here. So
0: And it's great. And you said you came over at twenty four years old. By yourself, and you're from Lincoln originally, around that area. That's so, right, yeah, Lincoln. So how how did you kind of uh, make that step? You know, from from living in, in Lincoln and growing up in Lincoln, to then going. Do you know what I'm going to go out to to Dubai? Uh,
1: look, if we go back to day dot, it was more a case of like work experience at uh, at school. We had a placement. I mean, at that time, I was well into my golf. Yeah, I was playing a lot of golf. So it was a case of I decided I wanted to do, you know, the pro shop slash teaching side, PGA side, and I had a week on the uh, grass maintenance side. And when I was there, as soon as I'd done the first week in the pro shop, I was like, okay, this is all right. But, I mean, it was at that time – it wasn't too glorified it was you know almost selling Mars bars out of the shop type of thing and then I got to the got to the outdoor bit you know j- driving machinery and jumping on mowers and bunk crates and stuff you know when you're 16 it was that felt quite cool in itself but the main thing was was obviously being outdoors I just I just love being outdoors so then I I was looking around for positions around that time once I finished once I finished my school. So I was like, there was, I mean, Lincolnshire's, you know, it's it's obviously quite a quite a niche golf uh, industry. So I was like, I was just sending out blank CVs. I didn't really have any contacts at that time or anything else. So, and at the time, I I literally didn't get anything back. I did some summer work experiences at um, a few local clubs, and still and say so, still enjoyed it. So then I ended up going to college, doing some more sports related qualification. Then, in the end, it was a case of what right, I needed to I needed to find something, and again, nothing came up. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? So I ended up going to to Myerscoe College, thinking, okay, let's get some study in this area, see if I could better my chances. And then I did a HND at Myers Co., so I did a year uh, a year at Myers Co., then I, as part of that three-year course, there was a year work experience. So from that, I saw an advert for the Ohio State Turf Programme, so I thought, okay, I'll apply for this, you know, this was in, to go to the work on the courses in, in the US I ended up going there, ended up in down in Hilton Head Island and South Carolina, but nearly it had been about 14 months and honestly I just absolutely I absolutely loved it there to be honest, it was just such an eye opening experience, just one for the for the travel and then being in the same boat as quite a few other people's, because say so the guy that the guy that was running it and still handles it now Mike O'Keefe. keith i mean he's helped so many people uh, into this industry and i can't i can't recommend that that program slash that experience enough i really can't following on from that we ended up i ended up coming back uh, finishing off my year at Myers Co. And then I was, I, I still, I didn't go into the job market searching. and it was a case of, I just added up another BA landscape management degree on top of, of, the, of the university itself in Preston. In the meantime, I was doing obviously still some still some work experience uh, in the same field in the summers and stuff like that to, to still help my chances. And then from there, I ended up going, finishing that. And then I ended up getting a job at, uh, it was at the Devere Vere previously De Vere in uh, Belton Woods in Grantham so I ended up nearly doing about two years there and I was I was still I was still a very keen golfer so I was you know a six to two playing that course or playing my local course down the road I was just like okay this this is uh this is a pretty good life you know and I was I was out most weekends back in my home hometown of Sleaford and it was a case of what well, was it? Uh, I wasn't earning much. I was staying at home. I was doing 62, and I ended up getting down to like a decent figure on handicap wise. But yeah, then I, I just I just had itchy feet again, so I was just constantly looking for jobs to go abroad. And I, initially, I was looking at Spain's, Portugal's, you know, somewhere with a bit of stern, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't fully against the winter, but I wasn't I wasn't its biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. A lot of lure hours, you know, polishing the machineries and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was looking for I was looking for another challenge really, and it, and ideally abroad. And I ended up going to um, uh, BTME Harrogate, and yeah, on the job board there, there was a job for for Dubai. So that's how that's how that came around. and it was just for um, anyone with experience in you know the grass grass field, and obviously. I think obviously looking back now what helped me out massively was having the warm season experience slash court cool season experience in in the states the transition and uh, obviously having a education in regards to degree level for you know for getting visas and stuff in in other places and yeah so I took it so I just took the chance got in contact it took a while for the visa stuff back and forth and I was here in Dubai, you know, no, there's no pork, there's no no alcohol. You, you know, your grandparents are saying, you know, they chop your hand off for, for <laughs> certain stuff. There's, you know, hangings and all, all that type of stuff, basically. And I was a bit like, oh, I've been away to uni, you know, I've been to the States now. It's like, okay, let's just, let's literally just give this a go. So, yeah, that's how I, uh, that's how I ended up here.
0: I think it's a great message for kind of young guys looking to to get into the industry as well or young guys that are in the industry um, because I see you know I did a a while out in Holland and um, it was one of the best experiences I had and I think it really opens up y- your eyes as well but I think it's a great thing about our industry is that the UK itself and the the groundsmen and greenkeepers within the UK are very well uh, revered worldwide and there are opportunities as a youngster to then expand that and you know, go travelling to different places, pick up um different experiences. Um, I presume in the in the States as well, back to the Ohio State programme, uh, you met some fantastic people and you probably got to see a lot of processes out there that you hadn't seen before.
1: No, yeah, entirely. No, you Nail on the head there for sure. I mean, I mean even to this day, I'm still. That was in 2000, uh, yeah, 2001. So yeah, basically, I mean, it, uh, even I had uh, I had dinner with a guy that I I went on the program with, literally, uh, last week. So yeah, you you still keep in contact with so many, and I think it's just from that the networking side. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the guys go on to go on to big big things so yeah the just just from that side having that that network the contacts the friends and i say ultimately just just the experience alone is just, it's just it's priceless almost priceless
0: yeah i i completely agree agree with that and like i said i was i was very envious when uh, when i did visit you in dubai and uh, you were taking me around facilities and uh, and yes. everything else it looks like a, a fantastic role you've got over there, which is filled with different challenges, you know, going into that. Me and you were talking about constructions that that you've done in the past and different ways that you kind of have to look at things. Um, what's a couple of the kind of most uh, favourable kind of memories you have uh, in Dubai or projects that you've been involved with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd say I, I landed... At 24 years old, and I came in, and I was like, "Okay, we go straight to we go." I mean, this was this was July now, so I mean, it was pretty much peak of the summer. I mean, you can say people can deal with 40 degrees heat, whatever it was, but the humidity, as soon as you came out of the airport, was just just proof, and it was lit once. Once I uh once I got past that we went say we went to site and it was a case of okay now I'm technically like obviously I was then at that point I was a junior project manager so we had a few sites already going and it was just going to the site and just saying about these guys would be then obviously because it's all subcontinent workers so we're all like uh, the, we've got yeah, Sri Lankan Nepalese Pakistani Indian. Uh, and all these guys are obviously then coming up to you and saying hello. Welcome to so, you know some obviously very bad broken English, but yeah, I mean fr- from there it was a case of our, the first big first big projects that I enjoyed working on was thrown in at the deep end. Really, in two thousand and nine, sort of like three three years in, was the FIFA Club World Cups came to they came to the UAE to Abu Dhabi, and it was my first real experience obviously I came off the golf side when I first came here to then doing some landscape stuff to then we ended up getting a couple of football clubs and it just snowballed from there through word of mouth but yeah the, the FIFA Club World Clubs in you know 9 and 010 back to back was my first experience of proper pitch maintenance with all the Back then, obviously, it was still the it was still the testing procedures, and it was still the um, consultants coming in and overseeing things. So yeah, I mean that was that was the very first first one for us. I mean, we followed that up in in seventeen and and twenty eighteen as well. So yeah, I mean the the other thing the other thing we were doing obviously from the start as well was the I didn't know anything about it before either the the international IRB rugby sevens, Devoris Seven series which I say now you look at it, obviously it's on that circuit, but it's known for for one big party, so everyone's going, Okay, we need to get down there, we need to get down there. Can you you know, can you get tickets and all this? And I'm I'm like, you know, what's all of this what's the buzz about this thing? It's mm-hmm. we had say four four fields down at the old original venue to look after and again I was going into it as a, as a newbie because obviously the competition's in every December so yeah it was it was overseeding just getting it right and I just remember going in one of the days and it was first thing I saw was just like the the new seed had popped up and it was a little bit it was looking a little bit off and I was like okay what is this so I ended up Calling one of the other guys who'd been here for a while, and he was like, "Yeah, this is a this is a good spot." I mean, I think it was like what he called it at the time was the first signs of like pythium. So yeah. I think it was obviously quite high, yeah, quite high risk in regards to wiping the field out. So again, that was a that was an eye opener at the time.
0: And it's you know with uh, Dubai and everything else, a lot of it is has been made as in sports pitches and the the city and everything else when i came over out of kind of the nothing you know the existing kind of terrain that was there and i know you yeah
1: was, but you saw at the other no. side of the road what 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 was started for example up at the, up at the servants facility itself and then and then what it is now with with cricket fields and and the rugby itself a lot of change
0: it has and i mean you must have seen you know a lot of change over the last 15 years you know with sports pitches and everything out there
1: yes yeah no you're right there is say this there's, there's so there's so much I uh, say new has been new construction so like most schools will will add on sports fields and then other other projects you know everything that's even if it's like residential there's a lot of landscaping works that goes on you know so yeah there is quite a lot of like, they call it green gold here, basically. It's, say, so grass is gold.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh well, with your temperature and climates and and uh, the humidity and everything else out there, it must be a challenging environment to keep everything in kind of good health levels, as in turf-wise.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, again, because I say, I, I remember going back to the UK days, I mean, it was like, as soon as you hit anything close to 30 degrees, it was like, sheesh panic stations, you know, get the hoses out where you can, the quick couplers, but here, yeah, I mean, see, so we've got we've got quite fluctuations in regards to, I mean, the summer temps, I've, li- I've had on the car 55s, and then... Obviously, with humidity as well involved, it's just it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the averages are probably sort of mid forties to forty plus. But yeah, just just with that humidity element involved, it is quite a, quite a stress from that side. And then obviously, as you go into the winter, it's we hit single figures. We don't we don't have frost here. I've seen frost in in Riyadh in Saudi, but not here. You down to I don't know probably loads of uh, five, sixes worst case and then daytime temps of, you know, up to mid 25s and then obviously as we go through it can it can quickly, quickly shift hotter. So, yeah, I mean, from that side of things, yes, it's got its challenges. Obviously, irrigation is key and our, our guys, the team we've got with our irrigation division are obviously the key to the key in the chain really. So, it's, They've got to do, get everything right and make sure everything's functioning. As I say, even, even one day without water or, you know, a head not turning or whatever it is, it's, it's, uh, you can see the stress quite, quite quickly.
0: Mm. What's the, uh, the actual water quality like out there? As in like pH and, and things of that nature? Is it, is it fairly decent or is it quite high?
1: look the p the pH of pH of soils is high the waters the water is slightly high as well so yeah it's it's not ideal I mean we do i mean it is a desert and, and I'm not going to lie over the years I've seen so much now now groundwater involved so it's whether whether that's built up to water we don't know the obviously the underlying geology of the place but yeah, I mean it, technically it's a desert but i think there's there's definitely quite a lot of rock under there and Mm. and with the amount of obviously water it's not not too efficient we try and manage it as best as possible but yeah the the et rates are quite high
0: i can imagine and you do have some absolutely stunning places out there i mean i follow you on um on linkedin you know and i'm quite often sitting there going where's he today you know, it's uh there was a golf course you kind of put on there the other day, which looked absolutely stunning. I don't know where it was; I can't remember. Wait, which one was it? It was only the other day you put it up
1: there. This one's down in Abu Dhabi. So again, there's another good there's another good team down there. I'm just I was just helping out temporarily as it on, just uh, just doing the project management side. But yeah, there's a good team down there. But yeah, I mean, obviously the grass the grass plays its role. You know, some of the what. what what we've got experience with is is mainly the mainly the Pacific Islands we know present present really well yeah obviously Bermuda's Bermuda's there and around but yeah this stuff really really does shine even in the winter without without overseeding
0: and you kind of work at it you work at it through the season etc and even in the kind of football pitches it's kind of giving you a bit of a natural hybrid is that correct As ultimately
1: in- yeah In the- that, that that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. i can say it's there's the only thing where i have seen personally is in again back to saudi is in the king abdullah sports city there where shade is a is a massive uh a massive issue literally and it's to say we're pretty blessed here to obviously have a lot of sun the downside is is obviously the, the air quality isn't the best so there's some days where you know the probably the light levels it might fall some but you can just see basically dust and stuff like that so it's not it's not clean air but yeah i think the main the main issue is is having having that shade there and and as soon as that that came into play it was like yeah this warm season isn't going to cope on its own so that's the only real place i've seen it where say shade is involved
0: yeah I'm with you. And it did, uh, one thing you just, when you said about the air quality that it sparked a bit in my memory, that um, you had a kind of app on your phone when I came to visit, and there was one kind of thing with the air quality and weather that was uh, Dubai, and the other one was Sheffield, and I remember yeah. it tickling me at the time going, what a contrast, you know, <laughs> between the two. I personally found it so interesting you know, when, when um, we were talking through the differences and, you know, I'm trying to extend my uh, experience on warm season grasses uh, as well. I mean, predominantly for, well, the, the whole of my career, I've just worked with um, with cool season grasses. What do you believe is kind of the biggest differences or the, the kind of changes that, that you had to make when you kind of stepped into warm season grasses? Is it the the kind of cultural approach is it the inputs or is it just kind of similar but you just might have to tweak or or lower things now
1: i think the main the main experience comes from it, it can take it can take so much punishment here i mean i say i'm only i'm only speaking for here and and knowing now what i know in regards to the climate and everything else but yeah i mean we you can absolutely batter it. I mean, for me, using when we first got the original cover, I think it was in about 2008, maybe nine. I was just, so my mind was a bit blown, but I was like, sheesh, are we supposed to put this on at this at this level type thing? You know, like, you, it was, it was totally new to me. I know, obviously, the big clubs were using it in UK and Europe, and I was thinking, okay, I know they're doing it because they're taking it off, you know, with power and thatch and whatever else it is, so you're doing a fresh seed bed. Whereas this, obviously, it's it's you're doing it at the end of the season. Obviously, to take out, you've probably overseed it with rye, and you've obviously got the build-up from the warm season from previous, you know, October, November, December
0: mm-hmm.
1: growth. And then you're taking this thing off and you're like, this actually, you know, we haven't priced or anything to, to, to put any new, new turf down or anything. So this, this stuff obviously just, just literally regenerates even at, even at like two, you can get away almost with like two full clean passes, you know, nearly up to 50 wow. mil on some, on some places. Obviously if you, if you kept it quite high maintenance throughout the year, then obviously not that aggressive, but yeah, it's, you can go on to some places and, it, and you could absolutely smash it. And obviously the locals, um, who are involved, um, it's just like, you know, even just for normally quarter aeration, they go, they're pulling their air out. Going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then to see this, that thing mow over the field, it's, yeah. going, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it didn't come without it's, without it's hiccups. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of the things is is having such well, one of the bonuses here is having such fast recovery, and having that as you know, obviously if you've maintained it right, having that stability, like you said, it, it is a natural deso under there. The rye takes so the rye can take so much abuse, that the gold mouths and any any fight side stuff, at least it it still does hold it together.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you know, one of the things I'm really interested in as well is that kind of transitional period so if you are kind of changing over from from rye i presume like uh be about may time you know if you do coming out the the kind of winter and then changing over to bermuda and wherever you do what's the kind of process behind that
1: i mean again i think i say we're we're pretty lucky here in regards to yeah, in that natural transition. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd see uh, earliest would be sort of like October, just again due to the heat and humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, obviously some we're dictated to by, for example, school holidays or pitch usage because we're, you know, we'd like a, like put twenty windows or closure to get the thing up and established. The and then as we go through, probably, I mean – yeah, we're seeding weights anywhere from uh, uh, what would it be like fifty, fifty grams a square meter to a hundred, just mm. depending on heights and conditions and stuff. Yeah, then we go through obviously through the the heaviest usage period here, when everyone's you know using the fields outdoors. It's it's the season until, I mean, literally. I mean, I saw I saw transition this year happen. I mean obviously Covid was a different year, we had a slightly less usage and competition on the on the warm season underneath. But we get a, we all, we almost get a natural transition. It look it doesn't look it doesn't look pretty and on the T V we've got to try and do our work in regards to, you know, like grooming and ironing it out with with uh, with fertilizers and and cultural inputs. But yeah in general we get a nice transition where the, the rye ryegrass just can't survive the heat but will increase the water cycle you know and add, add some syringe stuff in the afternoon but still it just't just can't get it. I mean and the other side of it is we're lucky here in regards to where I was working US. I mean the, the dormancy there is actually it is actually dormant, you know it's going off full yellow. And just sitting doing nothing here, we don't get to those, we don't get to that fully cool temperature. So you'll still see runners, um, you know, on the edge of the football field still running through winter. Yet yeah, it's a lot slower, yeah. and, and hence why you've got to oversee to to prepare those uh, the divots and the usage and stuff. But yeah, it's we get we do get a nice natural transition. Um, in regards to once that ryegrass is starting to fade out, the warm seasons already, already coming through. We do we do then help that along as we go into sort of May, by the end of May, mid May, end of May is normally the end of the season here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once once that's once that's done, then we'll come on again. Site 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 specific. It would be it could be. You know the, the Redexom turf strip or what we've got, strip uh, off the fields. It could be just, I mean, the gradins, uh, an amazing bit of kit just for the warm season stuff here as well, just to rattle through. Um, yeah, we just got the the VMO, which was a bit of a game changer as well. Yeah. The efficiency. But yeah, that we just obviously just take down, like any other pitch, I guess, in regards to end of season. You know, it's. You know, it's had the thatch build-up and the clean, clean the surface off. Only difference is, obviously, we're not, we're not reseeding; it's just re-establishing uh, existing style on the rhizomes.
0: Yeah, and then you work in it kind of as and when you need it through the season, as in culturally.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, like, we can't obviously oversee till October, and mm. the, the, the season, for example, will start end of August, September. Okay. So, if we can even get if you do if you do the renovation too early. For example, if you said you did it, you got access to the field in April or May, and you absolutely beat the thing up, you can actually get back again to thatchy, puffy, spongy, whatever you want to call it by by the start of September. Mm-hmm. That you actually need to start going out and doing almost a full a full reno if you're not on top of obviously grooming practices and and it's not getting used through the summer. So yeah, it's quite quick, quite quick recovery here. We've got.
0: It sounds it, mate. It's um, yeah. As I said I'm I'm uh, I. I I've got a million questions. I can I could keep going, but I know you're um, you're, it's a little I bit think, later for you over there, isn't it? As well. You're
1: in, in there, aren't you in, yeah. I mean, I us say it was only from my my experience from the from the US before, which gave mm. me an idea of. Of what actually happens in, the, but then I say I'd go and go into go into the UK stadiums. I'm sure it would be you know uh, an eye opener for myself as well. You know,
0: yeah, I think it's um, I think with uh, with anyone I talk to and 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 everyone else wherever they are in the in the world or in the country, it's um, a lot of it comes of experience. You know, of of actually having the experience behind the tools and, and actually seeing it kind of day to day and having an understanding of that and if you can build that understanding and the experience up then you have that knowledge of when to do the right processes at the right time you know
1: yeah yeah and for me experience is is is, is previous mistakes ultimately or not not mistakes but maybe stuff that you would have you know definitely changed but yeah more more likely that you learn from
0: yeah it's it, it's um it's a common contrast i think that, that we'll hear with these podcasts ben is that most of the people are taught to um they're, they're, they're not they haven't backed away from challenges you know or or anything else it's kind of okay well well let's have, how do we deal with this how do we keep getting better how do we keep improving um yeah, and it's really fascinating because it's there's a lot of similar character traits to, to a lot of people I'm speaking to. Um, and I think with a lot of it, it's, you know, don't be afraid to try new things, you know, and, and as technology improves and, you know, machinery improves and everything else evolving with that technology and with that machinery and with that um, inputs or wherever it may be, you know, I think you mentioned earlier you had a couple of bits of machinery that's been a bit of a, a game changer for yourself as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. So you've got to be you've got to be totally open minded. And I say that's where this where this social media really comes into its own. I mean, I know there's a lot of a lot of spam and a lot of rubbish about it, but ultimately just you know, just most like being an open book to to seeing, you know, what's done on a premiership ground or what's done on a uh, a volunteer ground, or you know what's done on that golf course. I mean, it's it it's always good to see, and hence hence that's why I, I do try and keep as much stuff as I can out there, just so mm. people have an idea of you know what what is done. And in in the end of the day, like even with the guys round here, I mean, yeah, we've got some competitors being contractors, but yeah, we all chat to each other, and you know it's 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 a good uh, it's a good industry to be in and sort of everyone's everyone's like in the same boat you know if there's a certain product working for a certain weed or you know certain insect issues you can you can call people up you're not so isolated i mean we don't have the the full backup of you know like companies like yourself and and that on the market, we've got. A few, there's 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 probably two two here which you could call up for a little bit of advice and stuff. So it, it's good, but it's just knowing what's available in the market and then obviously the restrictions behind actually getting it here in the first mm-hmm. place and, and that type of thing.
0: I can imagine, mate. And um, as I said it's. I do think what you put out on LinkedIn is um is great. You know, I, I really like seeing it. And was there. Was there a kind of, um, and I think you do it really well, by the way, and this is why I, I want to ask that, the, this question, is that, is there a kind of, was there a thought process to what you put out on LinkedIn or was it just a, a, a kind of thing of going, do you know what, I just want to get the work out there and kind of spread the message and, you know, spread positivity?
1: Yeah, to be honest, uh, yeah, you don't. i have not really thought about it. To be honest, I think it's just having. I think I'm in a very lucky position. What I do is in for experience wise because I'm here, there, and everywhere. So I, I'm not looking at the same, you know, rectangle every day, past stadium. So there's always something different there. So I, I'm lucky in that respect to obviously have a lot more. I don't know whether you want to call it content is it, or, but yeah, it's just the case. Of, I, I was just yeah, just 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 to let people know what you know what what we can do and what is being done and and the results of stuff really, and it's good. I mean I I I say I follow quite a few other people for that for that exact reason to you know to try and gain information back and, and see and try and sample new things yourself.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think. Um... That's how we should look at it, is in spreading positivity. You know, there's there's enough negativity out in the world already, isn't
1: there? Well, exactly. And, and, and I say, I obviously now I don't watch football in the same light. It's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, what going on with that? But, you know, what what have they done to that? Or and it's a case of now you you, you can't go and like like every normal person would go, oh shit, shit the pitch is shit. You don't know whether that guy previously has had, you know, training on his pitch every night. You don't know whether he's had rehearsals, you don't know whether X, Y, Z concert the list go the list goes on, you don't know the background stories. You call out the main guy, it could be, you know, the guys at the top that are pushing for money, rentals, whatever it is So Yeah, I mean, that's it is high pressure I'm sure on some of those and, and they're there to they're obviously there to present when they need to, but there is background stories behind behind everything, isn't there? So yeah. I think people just just have an open mind on that as well.
0: I, I complete, I can agree more.
1: And um, the
0: the other question I wanted to to ask you, just to kind of um, uh, to kind of begin to, to to round things off, is that for any kind of young guys that are coming up through the industry. Um, or thinking about entering the industry you know one thing that I think is kind of uh, missed a little bit is the opportunity to travel you know and is the opportunity to go to different challenges and different places in the world within you know the groundsmanship or greens uh, greenskeeper uh, industry uh, you're an absolutely great example of that and what Message or what would you say to any young guys thinking about joining the the industry, or any young guys already in the industry and who are going? Do you know what? I I really would like a different challenge, or would like to travel.
1: I mean, there's three words, is it? It's just just go for it. In a way, it's. I think so the the experience is key. I think the the ultimate stopper is obviously just trying to get some sort of uh, some sort of contacts into knowing way you want to go, but I mean, u- ultimately, everyone everyone's got to start somewhere. So, look, even if, it, if you're a warm season guy that wants to do cool season, mm. the, at the end of the day, you've just got to you've just got to take the try and try and get involved somehow, and just take the chance, and, and vice versa. If you are cool season into warm, you know, I think you need to try and uh, just ask, just ask. Don't be don't be scared to ask people. Really, what? What practices they do do, or what you're thinking of doing, and then obviously just jumping on, trying to get your your CV out there to to the different people with with whatever networks or connections you've got. And I say I say I can't speak kindly enough of the the Ohio State program to get to go to the say the US and in that in that field. It's just the experiences
0: are uh, priceless uh, yeah a, a lot of people have spoken to me about the Ohio State program and it was um, it was something I, I was really looking at when I, when I was younger and uh, after speaking to like yourself and the other guys that that, um, that have gone on it and done it I'm really gutted that I didn't actually do it in my younger years because it sounds fantastic um, and that yeah. was Mike, Mike O'Keefe wasn't it
1: Yes it is
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah there, there are plenty of opportunities um out there for for young guys um either with warm season grasses or cool season grasses as you as you as you're saying um, it's just not being afraid to get out there and then um just a, a nice thing to to wrap up up on there, mate is that what what do you th- find the best thing about Dubai ben? What do you like the most? What's the kind of thing that you know uh, really makes you and the family happy, and you know that you're you're thankful you're there?
1: I think it's just it it's just the lifestyle that we've got. I think you just you just feel privileged. I think not to. I mean, yeah, you've got the extremes of uh, of summer, um, but yeah, I mean that's, you know three, four, five months of Pretty much brutal, but then after that, I mean, obviously you you've witnessed it and come here in in a decent time. I mean throughout the rest, especially when you you're technically working outdoors, I think it's just a case of ultimately it's the the weather, the sun, and like we said, we've got the downside of the the uh, the air quality and whatever else. But it's yeah, I think it's just it's just the general lifestyle, you know, being able to is is the brunch lifestyle here this you know where where you want to live what cars you want to drive um so yeah it's it's a great opportunity from that side great opportunity
0: yeah i mean it was my it was my first time um visiting luckily before all the kind of lockdowns early last year and um i was uh, I, I was blown away i absolutely loved it um and i'd highly recommend people to uh, to visit
1: yeah i mean i say it's 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 got i think you say like it's got everything it's got everything in regards to the to the shopping malls the desert and then obviously the beaches and then the mountains if you go over over on the east coast so yeah there is there's there's plenty to do there i mean obviously people think it's all, all glitz and glam which which majority is but it doesn't it doesn't always have to be you know there's there's plenty of down to earth places that keep your head head level and you know you know how lucky you are to be here
0: Mm. and you do a lot of um, uh, running as well don't you
1: yeah I think that that just keeps me sane basically yeah I like I enjoy my endurance sports Uh, yeah I'm quite big into the the triathlon and the and the running side of things so yeah I mean again it's, it's it's an amazing place to be for that for that as well just the amount of free facilities, cycle tracks, and you know jogging, jogging areas, and yeah, again, the weather can be a bit a bit uh, a bit against it some sometimes a year, but again, it, you just I'm not afraid to get up at, at three o'clock in the morning and and get it done before six before the sun the sun touches yeah,
0: oh dear. and uh, just to make me feel. Even worse, mate. Because um, I'm, I'm hoping to get a a 5k in this afternoon. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of avoiding it at the minute. So, what, what's the kind of furthest you've run on, on, uh, on one of your, your, your kind of longest runs that you've done? Longest. I
1: did a, I did a 50k ultra so just in January. Right. Cross a, a bit. Across a bit of sand as well. So. <laughs>
0: Bloody hell. So that's a that's a mindset by itself, Ben, isn't it? Doing something like that.
1: Yeah, like you just said, it's it's hard work to get going, but once, say, just just keep plugging away. I think that's the that's the main side of things. Just keep just keep chipping away. Don't think of the yeah. Don't think of the five. Just think of the ones, and they'll soon tick over.
0: Yeah, that's a good bit of advice, Sam. Um. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how I get on, mate. I'll give you a message when I'm in, and i uh, will let you know I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But um, we'll uh we'll wrap it up for for now, mate. And no doubt we'll do one. Uh, get we'll get back on kind of later on in the year. Um. But Ben, that's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really really appreciate you taking the time, uh, and I really appreciate um. You know when I when I came over to visit and show me round, yeah, and just thank you ever so much, mate. I thought that was spot on.
1: Uh, like I said, you said the invite's open to uh, to anyone in the industry who does does want to come out. I'll try I'll try and make some time up and yeah, I'm so look forward to you visiting again.
0: Cheers, mate. Well, uh, I'll definitely take you up on that as soon as we're we're allowed properly. Yeah, love yeah. bit yeah, that'd be brilliant. So,
1: they're five k. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly that. Thanks for listening to Advanced Grass Solutions Tough Hub
1: podcast. For more information, visit advancedgrass.com or follow us on socials using the handle at advancedgrass.